Hey there! Do you like comic books? Do you like superhero TV and movies? Well, come on over and check out the Caves of Lunatics podcast. We have such shows as Capes of Lunatics and Super Connectivity, where we cover everything new and current and popular in the world of superheroes. And we also have episode-by-episode reviews of the Marvel Netflix shows and a monthly discussion of everything current on the DC Comics character Nightwing and a few other surprises all the time. So come join us for the Capes and Lunatics podcast. Welcome to Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. I'm Connor from the House of L. I am Ray from the House of Zod. And we're back, as usual. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Feeling a so, little green around the gills, Connor. Mm, yes. <laughs> uh, so today, as we as we said on the prophecies, uh, we will be covering Green Lantern Volume 3. Uh, 52 and 53 and yeah. a brief discussion about batman superman one yeah which yeah. just came out because we talked about it a couple of times on the podcast and we don't really have time to slot in a proper uh review coverage for it so we thought we'd just you know talk about it a little bit yes um a, a big shout out also to phil perich who dropped in these requests um, for yes. Green Lantern. Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In particular, Kyle Arena, I do believe. Yes. Gentleman. You're going to have to tell me a bit more about this gentleman, Connor. He, um, he's not, I'm not too This familiar. isn't the Green Lantern podcast. <laughs> uh, I know, but we need to have some sort of backdrop, you know. Um, do you, you know you know a bit about him, don't you? Yeah. Okay, okay cool. I know him from Amiga Men. That was him, wasn't it? Oh, really? Was that him? Okay, I I don't know. I haven't read about. Oh, okay, there, so. I think it was. He had black hair. How many black haired yeah. Green Lanterns are there? Yeah, he's yeah. the only black haired Green Lantern, unless the artist messes up. <gasps> Racist. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, no, he's uh, it was good, but we'll get to all of that pizzazz later on. But just a big shout out from Phil from Capes and Lunatics for uh, recommending or suggesting these these two comics too uh and you know he did cater towards our our leanings here connor with the, the appearance of none other than a mongol yes mm. yeah uh a different mongol different continuity but still oh, okay. our purple right for you know maybe a chart right this is Kumquat. post-crisis oh okay right yeah sure after after 1986 it's all modern Mm-hmm. But he's not that different. Uh, uh, he's not not that much more different, is he? From no, but he's obviously way less powerful. Well, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Disappointingly, um, which, less powerful. Yeah, which we will get into because mm. I have a few things to say about that in general about yeah. Mongol. There's, there's, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Superman news. There's none that's really worth talking about. Just uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Was there well, any? I mean, was like, there any? Or oh, hang on, no, there not is really. Just like there is one. I I sent you that picture 
That's a bit of news, isn't it? Uh, which one? Which one? Let's have a look. Uh, Kingdom Come Superman, the toy figure, the six inch. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a that's been released. Six inch Kingdom yeah. Come toy figure that's been released, which is pretty cool. It also got released with hey, none other than yeah. Carl Rayner, yeah. uh, Green Lantern figure, uh, Batman Beyond, who we talked about on the Spectre episode, mm-hmm. uh, Terry McGinnis, and Reverse Flash. Is it, is, is it Reverse Flash? I thought it was like Young Flash or something. I thought it was a Reverse Flash at first, but again, I'm no uh, aficionado. I'd, I'd have to look again, because he was the one I was looking at the least, because all yeah. the other characters I really like. It's um, a young Flash. I think it's a, it's a young... Um, like I really like all of those other yeah. characters. It's it, good. It was a Black Flash in yellow. Is it? That's Young Flash, isn't it? Oh, that's not. That's not Reverse Flash. No, it is not Reverse Flash. It's uh, whatever he's called, the Yellow yeah, Yellow Flash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kid Flash. That's it, isn't it? Is that? Yeah, it? but not Wally West. No. Okay. No. No. Yeah, because no. Wally West isn't black. Um, no. I'm not, I'm not up to date with my Flash lore. As I said, this is, uh, <laughs> I'm a very my DC experience is very Superman centric. Yes. I learned through him. So yeah, and there could well be you know some Superman and Flash fans listening now, and you are listening to two people, uh, you know, treading water here about Flash. We don't know too much about him. Yeah, I, I safely. I know safely some say. basics. Yeah, yeah, me too. He can run fast. I, I like I know, him. I know that. It's, yeah, he's good. He's good. I like him as well. I like him as well. But he's he's a bit of a jokester now, isn't he? He's a bit of a, a, a quipper. Is that has he always been like um, that? Mm, not really no yeah like i don't know i mean um are you talking about like um in justice league i I always got the impression all those i can't i needed my chart um just the the real flash whatever whoever the real yeah yeah, him yeah is he a quipper i didn't get I don't get the impression that he's super quippy, no. Okay. I think Wally West is more right. that. But again, I don't really know. I haven't read... I don't know if I would have read a single issue of The Flash, like, ever. Really? Oh, so, yeah. It goes way over well, my head, <laughs> The Flash. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, it is, he's a like, good character. I know character. some basics, like yeah. Professor Zoom killed his wife by vibrating through yeah. her head, which is really messed up. And well, that's our, he had uh, one of the best parts in uh, Crust on Infinite Earths. Hmm. Can, can I tell you a, uh, a, a deep secret, Connor? Can I share with you and the the listeners uh, on the podcast? Sure, right? but you'll you realise it won't be a deep secret anymore, right? No, no. But between us, between us and the thousands of people. Um, yes, thousands. <laughs> uh, deep, deep, dark secret here, Connor. Um I really do like the Flash, um, but mm. I feel a bit off-put, and people will hate me for saying it. I'm a bit off-put with him now because of the the TV show, and nothing against the TV show. It's just that maybe it's just my sensibilities of you know not liking, you know, if something's kind of hit the mains. You know, I don't I don't know what I'm saying, but it's just that I was a little turned off by that, by by his. Summer. I mean, I. I like the Flash, but I don't like the Flash TV show. Okay, yeah. Um, I tried the pilot, and I didn't like it. I'm sure, I mean, mm. that being said, pilots are generally you should watch past the pilot to judge a yes. show. But it's yeah. it just wasn't my kind of thing. I'm not into the 
uh, shows past yeah. Smallville. Um, right, right. Uh, yeah, so, look, nothing is a show. Maybe it's because I feel like I'm on the, I'll be on the bandwagon, which I would be. <laughs> you know, nothing wrong with that. But, and to be fair, like, our, yeah. our experience of The Flash and the TV show is also that crossover as well. Um, and actually, and the original, the John Wesley Ship '90s Flash series, which I watched. Oh uh, yeah, that was I really enjoyed that. I really I liked the Flash back then, but um, yeah, yeah, not so much now. No, I don't. I don't, I don't really like the TV Flash at all. Uh, yeah. Gunston, was he Gary Gunston? Or Grant, Grant, Gunst, Grant Gunston. Grant Gunston. He's got, he's got a comic yeah. book name, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, like alliteration. GG. Bit of alliteration yeah. happening. Anyway, we are off on a way, way, way big Yes. Here. Sorry, Connie, uh, that was me. My bad. Yeah, that was definitely you. <laughs> I can definitely put the blame on you. <laughs> yeah. um, toy figures. But anyway, yeah, the, the, the news, the toy figures. That looks pretty good. The Kingdom Come. It does. Super yeah. Mian. They're uh, yeah. pretty pricey, though. Yeah, what, 50 bucks or something, aren't they? Like, as I said, I saw a pretty good quality, like, Luke Skywalker black label yeah. figure, and that... That was like ten dollars cheaper. But than, see, I think you know, like you you buy the buy it for the name as well, right? That wasn't Hasbro, was it? Or or whatever. That was. Oh, it was. Oh, that okay. was Hasbro. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, like these uh, look good, but they they yeah. just look like action figures. You know, action figures shouldn't be fifty dollars. I don't know. Yeah. Well, they must have something going for them where they can they can splurge that. They can well, that I mean, I guess it's the fact that it's like Batman Beyond. Kingdom Come Superman and Kyle Rayner are, you know, obscure but popular. My God, I want them, but, you know. I, I actually, I, I'd like the, I don't, I don't really know too much of Batman Beyond and that kid Flash, but the other two, Kyle Rayner, yeah. He's got a pretty cool, yeah. we'll get to, I like his, I like his aesthetic. He's got the new, mm. new design. It's uh, a, yeah. little, a little bit 90s, but it still holds up, I think. Oh, yeah, it, it's, mm. yeah, it is a little bit 90s, but it's still... Like, it's not dated at all. Yeah. Well, he hasn't got any pouches. Know? He hasn't got any pouches, and he it, hasn't got a ponytail. It's like or a Superman's coat. costume is a little bit little bit 30s, <sighs> but it still holds up. So and Superman's hair is the 90s. It's terrible. Oh, wait. Uh, I meant Superman in general, but yeah, that, oh, okay, that yeah. is definitely the 90s hairdo he's got going on. Yeah. Oh, no, Superman, you, you got to pass for that, because that's just classic. You can't, you know. But they have modernized First resurrection, maybe he still had resurrection sickness, and he thought, yeah. Yeah. Oh well, because I, I was reading, because I've I've read like past Return of Superman, and all the women are commenting on how like sexy his new hairdo is, like the big mullet. What? Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess that was the style at the time. I but just, uh, let's let's yeah. talk about yep. this Batman Superman. Issue. Yeah, sure, sure. I'm sure we will be talking about Superman's mullet again later. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, and this baby. has mulletless Superman. Um, so we kind of had an eye on this because of David Marquez and Joshua Williamson. Mm, more for Marquez for me. I don't know too much about Williamson, but Marquez definitely. Yeah, kind of yeah. I, I guess I had an eye because it was a new Batman Superman mm-hmm. series, and the last one uh, had a really awesome first arc, which okay. was amazing. So. When was the last one? Uh, what year but, are we looking at there? Was that? Just... Uh, I think it was like 2013. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was during the New 52. It was about their first meeting, and it's probably my favorite Batman Superman story. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not, you know, 
it's like the younger, more golden age Superman. It's right. not the fucking um. Whoops. <laughs> uh, Jeez, what, like, do, what do you call young it? Young kids uh, watching and listening. Um, God bless America. I'll pay everyone. What? The patriotic. What? Well, you know, like the the whole. Uh, I don't approve of your methods, Batman, because you. Okay. You know, punt like a I mean, they bo- still disagreed bit... about stuff, but it yeah. was just it wasn't the same. A bit thing. stiff. It's a bit stiff. <sighs> yeah. Like um, uh, we talked about it on, uh, I think it was the Nightwing episode where coincidentally, Phil Perich. Yeah, Yeah. I was kind of sick of Batman and Superman team ups. I had the exact same grumblings between the two, like Mm. you know, grumbling with each other about their methods. It's like shut up, I don't care. I don't know, Dark Knight Returns. It's your fault. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I've been, I've actually, I've been on an action, Grant Morrison action comics kick recently, mm-hmm. and it's really, it really boils Superman down to, like, who he is. Like, I, I have no doubt in my mind that Grant Morrison knows this character. Like, he knows who this person is, and I think Superman Teleloaded Writers, what I think uh, few can lay that claim to fame, mm-hmm. and, and Morrison's one of them. He genuinely understands character, and that's, I guess... Yeah, it, it points out some problems I have with a lot of portrayals of Superman. Mm-hmm. But you know, they're not they're not like huge problems. But that's that's why I'm so grumbly about a couple of things right now because I don't like what a lot of modern writers are doing with the character. Right. Uh, you know, like Bendis, Tomasi, and stuff. I thought you liked the yeah. Bendis run. I thought you liked her. Oh, like it, it's okay. Yeah. Like the action comics is good. Um. It's just in the Superman title, like, I don't know, I don't like when Superman comes off as naive. Okay. You know, like, I get they want to make him, like, a super good person who has faith in everybody, but when he comes off as, like, an idiot or just naive or too hopeful, that's what bugs me. Okay, right. Because as I, they're drawing from that all-star Superman portrayal, and I've said it again, they don't realize that that all-star Superman portrayal was Superman at the end of his life. The character had a lot of wisdom, you know? yeah. Uh, you mean when him dying and all that as well? There's probably yeah, yeah. Gives you a bit he had more... a full career and everything, so like, and he didn't come off as naive. He came off as experienced and wise. And uh, I think, as I pointed out before, it's like I think a lot of writers try to write Superman like that, mm-hmm. but it doesn't work for a status quo Superman, right? You know, um, it's kind of like. Uh, and since this is Batman Superman the Batman equivalent is like Dark Knight Returns you know I know Batman fans some Batman fans are annoyed that a lot of writers write Batman like he is in the Dark Knight Returns when again that Batman is at the end of his career extremely jaded mm. like more so than usual um, and I yeah because yeah, just really because old. it's a popular he's story a grumpy old man yeah yeah, and just because it's such a popular story doesn't mean the characters should be written like that in their status quo. Uh, and I just, I get, I'm getting a lot of that from, you know, because I was re- like from Tomasi and Bendis and stuff, and it's yeah, and a combination of a bit of like Crystal Reeve, I guess. But you always kind of get that. Mm, yeah, yeah. And it, it's it's usually it, it's fine. It just depends how much they sort of 
do it if it's like does it feel like superman or does it feel does it feel like fan fiction for superman the movie you know what i mean mm. Mm. Um, right anyway these 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 topics i'm sure will be explored um many times in the future it's just my musings yes interesting uh, it is interesting they, they make a lot of sense um it's not a huge problem i have but it is something that annoys me and it's mm. just something i've like really noticed reading current superman mm. look I, I don't have the background to any of that as well but I, I can just imagine that these writers just i guess that they just pick and choose distillations of of yeah superman types you know as a springboard to their stories um the good ones i think you know like your grant morrisons and stuff will probably Mm. Um, understand and um, choose a little bit more wisely how they do it. But I think for the most part of it, I'm just, I'm really just generalising here. I'm, I'm assuming writers will just, they like a a type of Superman or type of way that he's portrayed and they'll just run And they'll it. write it. Yeah, down. exactly. I mean, that, that's exactly it. Mm. And, but you know, what, for a lot what, of people. Yeah, because what you've explained is, it's obviously, it's, it's very logical and it actually makes a lot of sense Um uh, you know why he's act- you've actually gone into behavioral um, you know you're explaining the behavioral aspects of Superman which gives it a lot more sense you know I, I just wonder if writers actually even go to that level or not yeah, yeah. I don't know it would be it'd be interesting mm. um, maybe underestimate them. maybe they do I mean but um, yeah yeah I mean I guess yeah I don't know like people, you know, all Star Superman and Dark Knight Returns are generally accepted as the best stories for their respective characters. Mm. I don't agree with that. I'm just saying, like, that's the general opinion. Mm. Um, by, I guess, like the not as super hardcore fans. Yeah, I'm sure some hardcore fans share that opinion too. Yeah, of course, yeah. So, you know, obviously writers are going to draw from those portrayals. Yeah, true. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, you know, um, Superman's still Superman. He's just a bit of a goof sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on, man. You're really, you're like, you're that naive. Um, and it's it's funny because I really wish they, like, Grant Morrison's action comics is absolutely brilliant. It's fantastic. Uh, truly a piece of art. And, um, well, I mean, the only downside is Rags Morales is drawing it. But anyway. <laughs> no. Like, I'm, I'm um, yeah. He's good, but... Uh, it gets really crazy like mm. you know being attacked from multiple dimensions all this really surreal metaphysical stuff and uh, he's like, really sci-fi Morris- isn't he morrison's really into sci-fi yeah Mor- morrison got morales on board for the golden age stuff uh-huh. and then he kept him when he got super weird and abstract right and i feel like he should have gotten a new artist for that stuff um like the art's still good but i just I don't think it's everything it could be because he goes super weird, man. Like, um, and I think that's one of the reasons that his action comics run isn't as lauded as All Star Superman because, like, I'm reading it, um, I'm reading it on Re Comics Online, mm-hmm. and I'm saying that because I own all three hardcovers of the run. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just reading them here to read the comments. Yep. And people are enjoying it. And then when it gets crazy, people are hating it. They're like, what the hell is this? What's Fifth Dimension? Uh, Mr. Mick Spick, what? Um, and they're getting really angry at it. And out of their comfort zone. Yeah. Absolutely. It's really good, but it's not It's not typical storytelling. Mm. 
um, it's like because it's typical Grant Morrison, but he doesn't. Uh, it's it's like Final Crisis. A lot of people didn't like Final Crisis because it was too confusing. I think this is a similar thing mm-hmm. where Grant Morrison's just gone crazy, and which is great because it results in brilliant storytelling. But you know, it just people who aren't used to Grant Morrison or aren't used to comic books being told like that. Yeah. Is uh, it's very off-putting for people, and I saw in the comments it was off-putting a lot of people. Where, right. you know, what's this fairy tale, fifth dimension, like gods? What what's yeah. happening? It's jumping all throughout time. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, and I knew the answers to all those questions, but um, I only knew them when I reread because <laughs> the first time I read it, I'm like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. I was enjoying it. Sure, but uh, and yeah. because uh, what he does is like. He, him and Alan Moore are both writers that approach comic books like comic books. They want to use like every tool writing in a comic has to offer. Mm-hmm. Unlike a lot of writers who kind of write comic books like movies yeah, or like TV shows, like Frank Miller is a good example. Um, you know, his Daredevil run and his, Dark Knight Returns, they're written like movies, which is why they're so accessible. Mm-hmm. You know, they have the flow pacing of a movie. Yeah. You can hear the dramatic music in the background, whereas Grant Morrison and Alan Moore, they they really love comic books themselves. They they can uh, figure out how to tell stories that are just different, that are specific to the comic book medium, you know? Mm-hmm. You can't tell their stories in books or movies. It just doesn't work. Right. But you well, can I mean, tell Alan Moore's many like, of his... Many of his stuff's been translated to movies. And he hates them all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, regardless um, of whether he, he likes them. I thought them. Watchmen was good. Yeah. But you can't tell those stories to their full extent, I think, because they really use comic books themselves. And I think, but like Dark Knight Returns, that's easily a movie. You yeah. can easily make a movie out of it or mm-hmm. a book. Yeah. Um, you get what I mean? Yeah, you know, I, I, do. It's, it's, I do. I do. I, I do. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um it's just it's rare when comic writers play with the comic book format itself yeah and i feel like it should be done or things need to get more experimental but that's what indie comics are for i guess and the launch of action comics for the new 52 yeah you know whatever i mean uh, anyway yeah i mean not to dwell on it too much but i mean the comic book medium itself uh, vastly different from from movies and so i know what you mean by saying that um, it's more kind of written like a movie, but in essence, yeah. uh, it's very different straight off the bat because it's 23-odd pages that they have to actually tell a story. Um, mm-hmm. So the whole beat, the beats are different, layouts are, are totally different as well, the way that... Um, but, yeah, no, I, I do understand that there are certain writers out there, like Frank Miller, say, that um, can make things seem very reminiscent of, of a film and, and, and very cinematic. Like, uh, you yeah. know, the the Charlie Houston Moon Knight run as well. And that's why people love it, because it, it has that cinematic feel. Um, but okay. at the yeah. end of the day, though, yeah, it, it is still a comic book and it still it still has to adhere to the constraints of a comic book, um, the comic yeah. book medium. So I mean, I guess yeah. there's a difference between adhering to the constraints. Like, you can... But, like, fully utilizing every tool that it has to offer i just don't mm. i think it's an untapped resource yeah yeah you know because comic books are always subconsciously looked down upon because how many people want movie adaptations of their favorite comics you know like mm. it's kind of validating that story if you know what i mean 
to get it made into a movie. Yeah, oh, no, it's like absolutely. why a movie is considered a higher art form than it, yeah. the comics yeah, themselves. It's a feeling that it's made it. If it's made it into TV or com- or movie form, then yeah. Well, yeah. because it, it reaches a wider audience, that's why it's kind of seen it. The profile, the status of films and TV, it, it, it goes beyond just this small pop culture yeah. genre of comic book collecting, um, and, and that's a it's a very small community compared to cinema lovers and, and TV. And it's still looked down upon by a lot of people as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But like the medium itself, it, it does have like the capacity for that artistic freedom. Oh, you know that for movies sure. and books have like it's uh, you can do crazy things in comic books. You can do absolutely mental evolving. things. Um, yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. So you love comic books, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that all yeah, kind of no. like, just backtracking now, bringing us, bringing you know, pulling the reins a bit, full circle. Yeah, keeping the keeping this carriage, uh, you know. Um. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I have no problem because I think it's actually a really interesting. It tangent. is no, so, no, it is, it is good. Um, but um, I'm just trying to figure out where that came from. We were talking about that all sprung from Bendis, um, Bendis's run of Superman, and how I, I ended up Superman. talking about yeah, um, which, Grant Morrison's action comics. Yes, I wish people drew from that. Yeah, and then I was explaining why I think. It yes. wasn't as much of a hit as All Star Superman. Yeah, and so yeah. if we go back to Batman Superman, this one by Williamson and Marquez, how yes. did you find? How did how did you find the depiction of Superman in this first issue? Well, can we talk about the cover first? Oh yeah, sure, sure. There's two covers. There's a Batman cover and there's a Superman cover, but together oh, they you got form... the Superman one, didn't you? Yeah. And together they form like a one cover, which is pretty cool. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see. It's a, and they turn up twice. Yeah, there you go. Yep. I got it. Yeah. I just want to say it's like, um, how do I feel about Superman in this? Um, Yeah, it was fine. Like, it was. It didn't really bug me. I mean, what, what bugged me a tiny bit is the. Uh, between Superman and Batman, how they're kind of pissy with each other all the time. Were they? Well, I actually, they were quite, I thought they were quite friendly towards each other. I mean, they're, they're pretty chummy, but yeah. I don't know, Bruce being a jerk. Well, he's not being a jerk, but he's like, oh, show off, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it's like the odd couple, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, they didn't bug me that much, though. Not as, not as much as the other Superman, Batman story we covered. Mm. Like, because that's all they yeah. did was, like, argue. That's right, that's right. Um, but in this, they, like, worked together pretty much straight away. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it... it Superman was fine. Like it, it just felt like a standard Superman portrayal. Like nothing yep. stands out, but nothing needs to stand out because it's not no that it, type of story. And it's not really, a f- not really focused on him. Like as much as like no. it's not really on Batman either as well, isn't it? I mean, they're all. It's basically I mean, more it's the Batman, Batman bad guy, but yeah, yeah. It, well, it's more so about the Batman who laughs. Really, yeah. This whole story. They're just. Cha- I guess they're yeah, just chasing the... it. Yeah. I do like how the opening is like a trick. Um, because, uh, hang on, sorry, let me it, it opens up. Oh, yes. Because it opens up with Batman calling Superman, and Superman goes to answer him at the Justice League satellite station. It turns out that this is the uh, Batman yes. who laughs. Yes, yes. Like, this is his origin. Mm. And it turns out it's from that different dark universe where. He kills the Justice League and stuff, and Superman's the last one he... Yeah. Um, so, because uh, I actually... I didn't actually expect that. 
Okay. Like, I didn't expect him to show up and it to turn out to be that story. I thought that was a nice little touch. Um, and I, I've read the Batman Who Laughs origin story. Oh, okay. Uh, so, so you're, you're pulling... Out of- yeah, you, you're finding connections here. Uh, to me, it was just... He had to show up. I mean, he was on the front cover. <laughs> so, yeah, so, that, that's, yeah, that's like the final part of his origin right. thing. Yeah. Because it ends with him, like, killing Superman. Uh, um, yeah. Although... Superman might not be dead if this comic does mention a laughing Superman. So maybe there's a little retcon and they have a Superman who laughs as well, which is a scary idea. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Um, I don't know. Batman who laughs. I think the whole, it, it, it is a scary character and all. And, and the fact that he's the, it's a, it's a good unsettling design. Yeah. But I, I think, think, I think overall it's a little silly. <laughs> oh totally it's it, it, it's um yeah it's it's i don't know it's a hard thing to pull off i mean because again they've got this half half thing you know they love this what's this two-face and mm. this batman's half i don't know so it, i mean i the read concept behind it is pretty good yeah i think what makes it scary is the fact that it's actually bruce wayne mm. like it's not the joke it looks like the joker but it's actually bruce wayne who just got hit with Joker Tox. And that's kind of a scary idea because... It's pretty easy. We don't, like, yeah, that's all it takes. Is that we don't it? see that many evil Bruce Waynes. And this Bruce Wayne is like such a far-gone psycho. <laughs> like, really? I would have thought they would have done that stuff to death for Bruce because he's so, you know, so kind of down. I mean, there's been different grumpy. versions of Batman yeah. stuff, but I can't really remember anything like this. Mm. Uh I just, I think it's such like, it's a, it kind of reminds me of Judge Death, the design. Yeah, okay. I don't know if you've read Judge Dread. Nah. Um, a little bit. But yeah, like, it, it, it's, I read uh, the Batman Who Laughs mini, and parts of it was so stupid. Yeah. Like, it played it so seriously, and I was just laughing at some parts. <laughs> it was so bad sometimes. Yeah. Like, I think he's a cool villain, a cool concept, but... They went really serious with yeah. some parts of stuff, and I'm just like, this is terrible. Like, does uh, Scott Snyder have no self awareness whatsoever? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I guess apologies to the people who liked Batman Who Laughs. And, you know, like, I enjoyed it. A lot of it I just thought right. was stupid. Um, oh, look, there's not, I mean, that's just, yeah, that's just your opinion. And, and so we're just how yeah. we receive these things. Um, so, yeah, I mean,. Uh, as I said, he's, the concept's cool, very scary, um, and I love this, uh, in, in this issue, you're seeing a whole lot of dead uh, DC characters, rather gory. Yeah. Who's that dude in the in the front? Is that Mr. Miracle or something, or what's his name? No, Dr. Fate. Oh, he's, got, he's got a yellow arrow on his head. Oh, it's like Red Tornado, I'm pretty sure. Oh, is that okay? He's, he's got the worst deal out of them all. He's freaking all over the place. Um, he's like an antro. Oh, is he? Okay, well then... Yeah, it's Red Tornado. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, no sympathy then. It's not really alive. Oh, wow. It's... Yeah, it's pretty, like, over-the-top gory. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. Like, it, you know, it's neat, I guess. I don't know. It's, like, dark. But the whole thing is he's from the Dark Multiverse. Yeah. Now, the Dark Multiverse springs from everyone's fears and anxieties about themselves. Mm-hmm. So this is like one of Batman's like deep-seated fears, I guess, is that he'll eventually understand the Joker's way of thinking. 
mm-hmm. and that's how this dark sort of universe was spawned. It's like that. It's like that nineties uh, movie, Event Horizon. You seen that? Ah, oh, it's awesome. Yeah, everyone meets their greatest fears, and it's a really good film. I do like it. Man, that movie was so much more whack, but they toned it down. Oh, really? Uh, there was some real cosmic horror stuff in there. Yeah. Like, you know, the stars are black and they're malevolent. Like, it's oh. all out there and there was a lot of deleted scenes. Oh, wow. Because um, everyone thought it, they just thought it was too intense. And it's kind of infamous because it's like a lot of people really want to see that version of the movie. Yeah. Is it is um, it available or? No. Oh. No, it's lost. Because the ending uh, is quite dark. As well. That's what I remember the most impact for me was the ending. Where Sam Neill, I think, and Lawrence Fishburne decide to essentially go to hell. That they, they take oh, a yeah. ride in the ship and they just go in and that's it. It's like it's, yeah. it's pretty pretty um pretty There's the whole thing like with the original scripts and stuff, it's kind of more than hell. It's this real sort of Yeah. Uh it, it, actually I do like the fan connection. It's not real, but uh, have you ever seen Hellraiser? No. The whole thing that they're set in the same universe, I think, oh. is pretty cool. And they're going to, like, the Cenobite realm, which is essentially hell. I know, pin, uh, Pinhead, that's all I know. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Ooh. And it actually does fit, um, but yeah. I don't think it's the case. Mm. But uh, anyway, back to the issue. Yeah, um, I I quite enjoy this issue because it's like a – it's a detective sort of thing. You know, they're trying mm. to find out who's infected by this Joker toxin because yeah. the whole thing Batman who laughs is spreading it everywhere. Yeah. And I really like Superman and Batman working together to, like, sort of find this problem and solve it. I will be continuing to pick this up because I want to see what happens. Mm. And the writing, you know, it's good enough. It's solid. Uh, And I thought Batman Who Last was pretty good in this. Like, he wasn't – I didn't, like, laugh at him. Like, he just – he served a good purpose in this. It wasn't, like, super serious and introspective like the uh, Scott Snyder version. Like, this is just, you know, he's, like, a fun – evil what if bad guy and he's spreading his crazy yeah <laughs> you know stuff everywhere and they have to stop him yeah um and then we, we obviously there's the big reveal mm. at the end with uh billy uh he's infected billy batson yeah well see i um i got spoiled with this and i, I was pretty oh really annoyed at that uh i was one of the other... that's like whoa <laughs> yeah it was the the second uh sorry the third last page they use as a preview for, it was in oh, one. Of, it was no. in one of the issues, yeah. And so it ends with my name's Billy Billy Batson, uh, and this would have been such a great friggin' reveal, yeah. If I hadn't bloody seen that preview, so uh, they shouldn't do that. It's terrible. No, they shouldn't. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, because you like, I really didn't see this reveal coming because like I didn't yeah. expect Shazam of all people to get yeah. infected. But man, yeah. like outside of like the big magic users like yeah. billy batson is the one guy you don't want to get infected yeah. by this virus because he's strong enough to take on um superman so yeah. it was still pretty kick-ass to actually see that last panel like the last page reveal yeah i mean having you know been spoiled already it's it was still fun to see that last bit and you notice on that he's got that batarang it's got the s symbol on it it's got the superman symbol uh, so right. i don't know what that means I fear, well, maybe it means that there is a Superman who laughs oh, running okay. around. Right. Well, that's even, that is scary. Uh-uh. Yeah. So uh, uh, there's also like, is Superman infected right now? Mm. I don't think he is, but, you know, it's an angle they could play with, I think, because we have the whole thing where Batman's like testing. Yes, that's right. Him. Do you have a contingency plan? And 
Clark's like, I know you're testing me. I'm not an idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I liked, actually. Superman was smart in this book. Yeah, well, yeah, he yeah, was for sure. And, and I did actually like the, the fact that Batman is not suspicious, but he's just always scheming. Like, that's yeah. him, isn't it? He's always, he's he's always got a plan. Yeah, like. yeah. So um, I like that, that he he's kind of not directly, but he just he's testing out. Um, See? Kal-El. I just want to go on a brief tangent. Sorry, this will be sure. brief. <laughs> As opposed to our other tangents. Here, so. <laughs> so the whole thing with Batman being like a megalomaniac, right? Mm. Is that how you pronounce it? Megalomaniac, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I love that as a character flaw. Mm-hmm. I don't like it when it's portrayed as like, man, it's so awesome. He has like a plan for everything. I love it when it's portrayed as like this character flaw, which means he has no okay. friends yeah. and he's actually kind of a jerk for it. Mm. <laughs> but he's always like yeah, um, tr- so controlling of everyone in his life and so controlling of even his allies Yeah, that he well, has plans to. I mean, I've seen it. I mean, I haven't read many DC, but I, I've always seen it from Batman as, as a negative thing. Yeah. 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 So I, like I it's helped yeah. out before, but mm. I hate you know the whole when people just think it's really awesome that oh yeah he has a plan for everything mm. oh he's so cool you know nothing yeah. can defeat him but like I just love it as like a crippling character flaw which is just why he can't <laughs> connect yeah. with people why yeah. he drives Robins away yeah um, why everyone but Superman seems to think he's a jerk <laughs> uh, it just makes so, him more interesting as a character it does you know? yeah it's it's a good flaw yeah. And, like, especially for modern Batman, because people know that I like Batman. I'm just not huge on, uh, like, what, post-90s Batman? No, right. po- post-Dark Knight Returns Batman's probably apt, actually. Yeah. Um, well, when he's, like, a, a Mary Sue, is that the term? Yeah, when he's a Mary Sue, and he's yeah. also a jerk, and writers just love to write about how awesome he is, and he's better than every other person ever, and yeah. he's, like, not likable. Um. Because, you know, I, I do really like Batman before that. And I'm not saying every writer does that. I'm just saying it's a trait that pops up. It, it all goes back to that, you know, people writing him like Dark Knight Returns thing. Yeah. Which we, uh, we come full circle. Yeah. yeah. But, that, yeah, I enjoyed this issue. I'm going to mm-hmm. keep reading, see what happens. I guess we can talk about it a little bit every time one comes out. Yeah, for sure. No, I, um, I, yeah, look, I enjoyed it as well. Um, unless it gets really bad, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it seems pretty... I mean, if this is the first issue set up, it, it seems like you're in good hands with Williamson. Yeah. And Marquez Zart, I mean, don't have to say too much about it. it it's pretty damn good. Um, so, no, I, it was just a very solid issue for me. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, you know, I enjoyed Batman and Superman, you know, yeah. d- despite what people may think. You know, I don't hate Batman. Um, it is it is fun to see them both together. And, uh, yeah, as you said, this wasn't as annoying where they're just kind of bickering with each other. They're actually working and, and the point is not, you know, their Belated, dynamics. Yeah. yeah. It, it's actually trying to find something. And, and actually the, the villain, although he is very, very silly, um, <laughs> it, it is a, it is a fun kind of premise, premise that, yeah, that is so yeah. going around and creating. I mean, again, there's a little bit of me thinking like, uh, and I think I mentioned to you this before, kind of, but you're saying that, uh, didn't like the joke. Like the Joker did. This is a Joker thing, right? You know, um, turning people's faces into Jokers, Jokers, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's so it's nothing new, but seeing the the heroes, you know, get turned. And why do they get turned so easily? Like, 
Well, yeah, it's is this toxin. Top... Like, they can't do anything about it. It's, so not, it's never, not like a matter of willpower or anything. It's a matter of... So they've never come across this toxin before in other, in other stories. No, because it, it's stupid because the whole thing is like it originated because Joker, for some reason, has like a super toxin in his heart. Yeah. And when he dies... Yeah, yeah, yeah I heard about that. Yeah. It, it... Yeah, because I sent you the panel on Facebook mm. and I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just wondering why now all just of a sudden... the way it was worded. Um, yeah. Because it's... they just thought of it for a story idea. So, and so there's no know. there's no cure or anything or um the no Batman he got infected that was the whole thing in the Man Who Asked miniseries he got infected and he ended up being cured okay. I honestly read this last week and I cannot even remember how he got cured because it okay. was kind of forgettable that story uh geez how did he get cured wow yeah, because I guess I'm just I'm just saying that um, so the stakes aren't that high then I mean so because the way it was written was it was like it's a be all and end all if you get struck with this toxin then you know the world's gone to, to um, hell it's like I if would, they can be cured then well okay they're going to be bad for a bit just well I don't cool. remember the cure being like uh, like I read that and it didn't give me the impression like I got the impression that this was be all end all when yeah. I read this. Oh, okay, um, I, I did. I can't well, remember how exactly he was cured, but yeah. it wasn't like. Um, I'm just trying to find because um, this is driving me nuts now. I really want to know how he cured himself. Maybe a bit of Evian water, some Fiji water. Um, pure no. purity, pure of heart. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I'm crazy, Batman. Have a, have a nice Earl Grey. Earl Grey tea, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Captain Picard. Uh, let's <laughs> see. Okay, I'm getting up to it. Batman is using his mother's tombstone as a weapon. That's pretty funny. Oh, Just while you look, the, the funniest thing that just popped in my head, ah. Mother's thing as a tombstone, the funniest thing I saw was a valiant, a bloodshot. Uh, he used his uh, half-severed arm to whack a guy to death with. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's pretty awesome. It? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Um, okay, so, yeah, ba- basically, yeah, because the kill's uneasy. He summoned, he summoned like a positive version of himself like a childhood version or something and he got a blood transfusion from that but it was like some weird multiverse shenanigans so it's like pretty unlikely you could replicate it oh Uh, so the the stakes are high then so shazam is yes pretty hard to yeah i mean obviously these guys will be cured maybe but um you know see how it goes uh it's fun yeah yeah it is good it's good I, i must say um uh, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by it. Um, for some reason, these characters seem to work really well together a lot of the time. And, and you actually see, I'm great. you see a bit of Superman awesomeness. He smashes a big yeah. hole into the pavement. <laughs> He's got he his does heat, smash holes. His heat vision obliterates these, I don't know, what are they, mandroids or something? or Yeah, drones, I think. Drones. And brilliant, and I guess they're just brilliantly drawn by Marquez. So I yeah. love it. I love seeing this sort of stuff. From the Man of Steel. Oh, I also love the whole... I, I like the stories where it's Batman and Superman against the world. Uh-huh. Like, every other hero is after them. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, because they're, like, the world's finest. And, you know, because that, that was, like... um, That was one of Jeff Loeb and Ed McGuinness. 
stories. Yeah. Uh, President likes sent all the heroes after Batman and Superman. Right. You know, they were like outlaws and they had to prove Lex is corrupt. If if you're a big Wonder Woman fan or Hawkman fan or Green, wouldn't you get a little tired that your your favourites always just kind of fodder for these, you know, for these big two? Because it's always, they're always lumped, aren't they? Like Batman and Superman versus everyone else seems to fall, to be weak and fall. um, And it's always left to those two. I, mean, I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't you actually, be like in the big events and stuff. Yeah, um, wouldn't you be annoyed if you're a Wonder Woman fan or you know just go, hang on, Wonder Woman's no stooge. How come she gets frigging the wool over her eyes all the time? Or uh, who else? I'm looking at these pictures here. Or um, yeah, Shazam as well. I mean, in like Crisis on Infinite Earths, everyone had a part to play. You know, I never really felt okay. like that. Okay. Um, I can't really speak for the other event, like the other events I read past that. This was before, like they were all very collaborative efforts between the heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, none or usually like a new character introduced just to the event would be the savior. Yeah. Whatever. So yeah, I, I don't, yeah. It, Cause DC isn't really like Marvel. They don't have heaps of events like they do. Okay. Yeah, not every week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, God, I just saw another one popping up and they're like, ooh, what's this event going to be? And I'm just like, I don't care. Yeah, so you or just I know going to result in the death of a C-list character because yeah. um, every Marvel event has to have that. Yeah, you just uh, got to pick the event that you like. That's it. And just run with it. Because when you asked me that, I was just thinking, well, I'm like an Iron Fist and Daredevil fan and I don't really care that they never... You know, that it's always the Avengers or the Fantastic Four or something that save oh, the universe. Oh, yeah, okay. You know? yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, I mean, yeah, that's That true. being said, I don't read those events either, so... But uh, I'm thinking, you know. like, the likes of look, like Green Lantern, Flash, Wonder Woman, to me, they're just... Well, a bit got to tread carefully here. They're, you know, just as big as, you know, Batman and Superman. Well, you had, you had Blackest Night which was like how Jordan was front and center of that event. That was a huge event as well. Like that was a Green Lantern thing. So I had what? Did I? So you, Blackest Night was a big DC event. Did I have it? Well, I said you have. It's an expression. Oh, sorry. Okay. I didn't mean yeah, literally. Oh, I thought you meant literally. Um, oh, okay. You have, no, no, yeah, no. you have Blackest Night. Yeah, sure, sure. Yes. And that, that's like a huge end of the universe event and how yeah. Jordan is like front and center. Cause well, that's it's a, cool. Yeah. Okay. You know? But I guess, like, in Final Crisis, it comes down to Superman and stuff. But yeah, that's... I don't know. It's just kind of like... As I said, it's not like Marvel. It's not like there's events all the time. Yeah, true. And the characters are, you know, they're big in their own stories as yeah. well. No, I'm, sure, I'm sure Wonder Woman saved the DC Universe from crazy Greek gods a few times. In, in her title. You know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, in her title, but still, yeah, yeah. like... Yeah. You know... Um, and there's like this whole, that's why there's things like, you know, Justice League Dark, like a magic based team. Yeah. Cause you know, Batman and Superman don't save the day against magic threats. Well, you know, that's why you actually, Justice League Dark, they take care of like, right. those types of threats. Isn't it Deceased? That's a, that's an event that's happened. And that wasn't, that yes. wasn't uh, Superman and Batman, was it? Or is I it... actually read all four issues of that recently, just on a whim. Mm. Do you like it? Uh, I'm enjoying it. It's fun. 
Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like zombies, except it's like got a pretty neat explanation behind it because Darkseid yeah. tried to modify the anti-life equation, then he created no. this super <laughs> virus well, thing. I heard it was. Um, really, I heard it was really good. I read, I think, issue three for a review, so I just jumped into the middle of something I had absolutely no prior knowledge yeah. about, and it was just confusing, and I had no I had no interest in it at all. But that was because I had no idea what was going on. I thought it was. I think it's enjoyable, dumb kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, and I remember one of the things is like spoilers: uh, Batman gets infected and killed in oh, issue two. Jeez. And like, there was a lot of people happy about that because, like, oh, good, Batman. For once, Batman's not going to have this insane plan to save yeah. everything. It's, you know, he's just out of the picture, like it's straight not left away. To him. Yeah. Um, and that's been done with Superman before. He's been taken out quickly because. Okay, so a there lot are of people, times. a lot of people want to do that because, like, okay, they want to take Superman out because otherwise he'll just, you know, that's right, fix things. Yes, uh, but Batman, you know, he's usually not one of the first guys to get taken out. So, hmm, okay, yeah, okay, fair enough. And it was yeah, yeah, okay. I'm just thinking it was um, what's the other big? Oh, I I read an issue of um, Justice Justice League or something. Um, yeah, number thirty, and again, I think I think yeah. Batman and Superman were kind of front and center. That, that was all. So I was getting this impression that they're constantly the ones that seem to be the last men standing, and and everyone seems to. Actually, no, that's not true. No, they were banding everyone together. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, and I guess DC's big on the sort of meta thing. You know, because uh, Superman's the first hero. He's one of the most powerful. He's a champion of Earth. He's always kind of, all of the time, he is used as this sort of leader mm. figure because he represents superheroism and you know Batman. Like these two are these two are like the big two of the DC universe. Yeah. You know, so yeah, of course more it's so, going to fall to them. Yeah, it's more so, isn't it? It's more so prominent in the DC than in Marvel. Like they really lean on Superman and Batman in in DC. Like, they are front and centre, really. And if you look at Marvel, um, you know, say Spider-Man is, is a big one, but he's no means, you know, in the in the front and centre. Yeah, and in Marvel, you don't have, like, no, you don't have you don't have Superman. the face of the... No, no. You have people yeah. trying to put Cap in Iron Man, but that's purely just because of the MCU. There isn't. Yeah. There isn't any Superman and Batman. Wow, that was that was a hard truth bomb you just dropped on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, are you, are you being sarcastic? No, I'm not. I'm not being sarcastic. Oh um, no, it, it's. I think it's. It's well because it's I, I think obvious. you get it's, like yeah, you not. I mean, these guys are big hitters in the DC. I mean, and again, I have got no experience in DC, not that much experience, but they seem to be. Yeah, as you say, they are the big two in the universe, and you don't have that in in Marvel. Not at all. Not yeah. at all. I mean, it, it goes all the way back because they were the most popular publications in yeah. DC for a long time. They yeah. teamed up, hugely anticipated event. Yeah. Uh, which was which had the best reveal of the like they just found each other's secret identity because they both got changed in the same room. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. oh, but um, I, I'm I'm more meant about Iron Man Captain America because to like people who don't read comics they weren't popular outside of comic book readers before the MCU. They weren't popular outside. No, of course, no. They were uh, um, very. They were B grade. Iron Man was even in the comics before Robert Downey Jr. Seriously, if you just read earlier Iron Man comics, 
there was not much regard for him. I mean, I'm not. They talking... were huge in Civil War, though. That was before the end. Yeah, Civil. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm. I'm talking. I'm going a bit further back. I'm going yeah. like, uh, like you know, the late '80s and the '90s and stuff. And yeah, you're right. Okay. I mean, the 2000s and you know, around that time, he did start to to come up. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That is true. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, I guess that the. I guess yeah, you're right. Now they are kind of the Batman, Superman of Marvel. They are, but they they don't compare. I mean, no. And I'm saying that as a Marvel fan, like they're yeah. not, they're not, they're not Batman and Superman, you know, equivalents. Yeah. In the Marvel universe. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it. I guess you know, for, for me, like the the real trifecta of superheroes is Batman, Superman, and Spider Man. Uh, you know, I don't think they are. Batman's not on my top ten, but like I think they're the three biggest. Well, when I was growing, and most lasting. Absolutely, when I was growing up, like when I was a wee tacker, it was Batman. <laughs> it was Batman, Superman, Spider Man, and the Hulk. Actually, those four were the big, the big ones. Hulk's good. Yeah, and I think that had a lot to do with the the TV show and the and the cast. Oh, uh, uh, Lou Ferrigno. Lou, Lou Ferrigno and and Bill Bixby. Um, so he he had a bit of a boon in the in the early 80s yeah but also as well he was because they were relatively new they came out only in the around the, around the 60s it's not that long if you yeah no it's not 20, they, they... 20 years they're very, very young i remember nick nolte saying they interviewed him you know when he started in hulk by ang lee yeah and he's going oh he's saying you know hulk's never been my favorite character you know to me he's not he's like a, a pretender he's saying like for me the the, the superheroes were a bit older, you know. I think he was talking about, you know, the likes of Superman and, um, yeah, uh, you know, because well, they are yeah. significantly older. They're about thirty years yeah, older. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The sixties was a huge wave of new know, superheroes. New superheroes, yeah. which, you know, around our generation, seems like they've been there forever, but they really haven't. Like in Marvel, who is as old as Batman and Superman? We we have Namor. Yes, we the have fantastic golden age comics, Connor. Which you, yeah, which which you have sent me samples of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, there are Captain, yeah, Captain America, Namor, Captain America, obviously Namor, uh, the original Human Torch. Jeez, original... outside of those three, who else is there? There's one guy called um, was it the Angel as well, and not not the mutant. He was a terrible, a terrible figure. It's, it's... So. Everyone else came in the 60s, really. I mean, yeah. Daredevil, for God's sake, he's one of the founding members of Marvel. Like, the Avengers wouldn't exist without Daredevil because of that weird publication thing. Mm. Uh, yeah, they're right. You know, they're right. Like, I've, got to, I've got to re uh, re reference my Marvel 1000 and go through it again because it actually goes through each year from the, the beginning. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, from the 80 years um, up until yes, now. Yes, Marvel 1000, which wasn't copying anything at all. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very good, it's a very good read, though. It's it's eighty odd pages, one page. It's it's actually very good. So, would you recommend it to me? Yeah, I would. If you like, because okay. if you like historical, like older older style, because it, it starts all the way back, you know, in the in the thirties. All right. Yeah. Um, and actually goes year by year. So you know, you may not like towards the end, but at least you can re- relate to the years that are yeah. more recent because you know you've actually lived it. Um, but you also appreciate the older. Um, older eras as well, so I think you would. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I used to know a lot about Marvel history. I probably, I probably still know. Mm, yeah, I probably still know more about the Marvel universe than DC. Like, if you show me a random Marvel character, I'm more likely mm. to know it than a random DC okay. character. 
but like you, if we're talking about like D-listers here. Um, yeah. But you, yeah, you you were brought up with. I mean, apart from obviously Superman, you were brought up around a lot of Marvel. Yeah, outside comics. of Superman, Batman, I was all brought up around Marvel yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Read a lot of Spider Man, which yeah. exposed me to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's a window to a lot of. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, just done a lot of research into DC. Yeah. Um, past my childhood, but I didn't and that was grow sp- up. <laughs> no, but that was springing from your interest from Superman, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I'm going to give this issue seven Batman Who Asked because I thought it was a fun romp and I just, yeah, it's enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, look, I. Yeah, I, I've reviewed this on another podcast as well. A big shout out to Dave Finn from The Signal of Doom, um, doing fantastic work over there in the swamp. Dave's riding mm-hmm. high, riding high with, you know, two guns holstered. He's, he's ready to roll. <laughs> uh, yeah, I gave it a seven and a half. I, um, yeah, I don't read many DC comic books, but I must say every now, well, not every now and again, I am pleasantly surprised with a lot of them. Um, a lot of them are quite, yeah. are very well written. Uh, and Dave Marquez on art is is pretty cool. This was this had the beats. This pacing was good, had me uh, interested from the start to the finish. The only little hiccup was knowing at the end, um, which was a bit of a shame. But it still yeah. was good to see the last page of Shazam, hooded up and batarang up, um, you know, with Superman. So yeah, seven and a half. I gave it. Awesome. Yeah, mm. bit bit of a who done it. Not really a who done it story, but you know, a mystery. Hopefully mm. it uh keep stays interesting unlike heroes in crisis uh but uh yes so are we ready to fly over to los angeles i am uh, ready up 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 up, and and away Carl Rayner is the new Green Lantern, and unbeknownst to him, also the last. Uh, him and his girlfriend, Alex, are on a beach practicing. Alex, being a photographer, takes photos of Kyle in the Green Lantern outfit to use for publicity. He also practices using his power ring on the beach, involving making weapons, protection, and much to Alex's anger, Kyle using the ring to make her appear in a swimsuit, which results in Kyle getting a slap to the face. Meanwhile, at the slab facility, Mongol is enacting his plan for revenge against Green Lantern and Superman, while not knowing that the current Green Lantern is not the same as the one he previously fought. He starts a riot to escape, with other villains like Major Force participating. After much bloodshed, Mongol interrogates a guard to find out where his targets are. The guard says Green Lantern was spotted in LA recently. Mongol kills him, steals his jetpack, and sets off to end the Green Lantern once and for all. Mm-hmm. Elsewhere, a homeless man who saw Kyle receive the Ring of Power gives a green substance he found to some shady organization uh, and is killed for his trouble. Back at the beach, Kyle and Alex are attacked by Mongol, who after a brief struggle has Kyle and Alex at his mercy. Um, yeah, that was the issue. So, uh, we've also both read issue 51. Yes. In fact, I've read, I've read the uh, previous few issues because I because of my Green Lantern reading. Um, mm-hmm. So this was preceded by uh, Emerald Twilight, which is hell goes crazy and kills everyone. Mm. Um, but you really feel bad for the dude. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so this is the second issue of Kyle Rayner's debut. 
Um, so we're kind of in, we're pretty much jumping into like a superhero origin story, really, because mm. the first two issues are his origin. But suffice to say, yeah, uh, Hell's no longer the Green Lantern. Now Kyle Rayner is. He got given the last Green Lantern ring, but he has no idea what like being Green Lantern is. And it's fun. Yeah, can I ask why he was chosen? Like, do you know? Like, why? Uh, had, he seems very random. Well, that that's kind of what it was. Uh, the last Guardian didn't have that much power. He appeared in the alleyway, and he looked at Carl, and he literally said, you'll have to do. Really? Okay. Yeah. But um, also, as well, what I find interesting with Carl, and it, it shows in this first, uh, in issue 52, and, and I've read 51 as well, um, yeah. And apart from being totally reckless and stuff, he has this um, uh, freedom about him that seems to um, be able to make him uh, manifest you know, objects from his Green Lantern ring a lot easier than other Green Lanterns. Is that about? Does that sound about right? I wouldn't say easier, but uh, he seems uh, he, to, like. Yeah. It does say he's a graphic designer. Yeah, okay, because he's he's able to construct a lot more complex objects, um, and he seems yeah. to do it like he's not he hasn't been a Green Lantern for long, and he does it like straight away. And he does I it think, like, yeah, I think that's a graphic designer, and like his mind is used to creating. Okay, because there's also know. something else as well. I mean, I'm just jumping ahead, but um, later on, with the Superman uh, Superman coming in, he's surprised. Like he's not affected by yellow as well. Uh, so I I thought has he got some sort of is he like a chosen one or something? I'm not up to that part in the story yet. So fifty two. It's don't in. Know. It's in. Sorry, page fifty. It's in. No, no, no. I, I I don't know the. Oh, okay. I'm not up to the part where they've yeah. explained it yet. Oh, okay. Because obviously okay. there's something different. Like he he's. Uh, yeah, there's something a little different about him. Um, he also doesn't need to recharge his ring. Yeah, yeah. So there's these little things that he just seems to not be of the mold of a normal green. Did lady. you read the issue fifty four? No, I didn't. No, not yet. And? Okay. Well, that, that yeah, <laughs> that's oh, pretty okay. crazy. Um, oh, does that explain the the? No, but it, no. it gets it, it changes tone pretty quickly. Okay. Um, it's also pretty controversial, but I won't I won't spoil it for you. You can just read it later. Okay. Um, and it's also a controversy I don't want to talk about because okay. kind of annoyed by the whole controversy. I think it's stupid, but anyway. Okay. Um, yeah. So this is an issue which is fun certainly not much like i wrote the synopsis for this and i'm like damn that did not take long at all oh look let's face it these two issues are very light they're they're just they're very as you say they're just fun there's even if you look at this compared to batman superman one which we just spoke about this is it's not no this is pure entertainment and there's nothing wrong with that i actually it, it fits with the personality of kyle he seems to be such a carefree reckless um yeah. you know he's either very brave or very naive you know, i mean he got dumped for it yeah yeah uh, so i mean and this is also coming off emerald twilight which was super dark mm. um it seems fresh it's just a really fresh yeah. breath there i mean not a, 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 was that right a fresh of breath of fresh air <laughs> yes. <laughs> breath of fresh air not a fresh of breath air 
like just before this, you had Emerald Twilight, which Hal yeah. was killing fellow Green Lanterns. He mm. broke Sinestro's neck, like the fall of the whole Green Lantern Corps. Like, obviously, mm. you got to have a change of pace. Then, you know, it, yeah, it true. switches completely and it goes full lighthearted, which is, you know, but good. It, it's what makes, I guess, Kyle, and I can understand that, kind of why you do say that, you know, you, you do like him as a Green Lantern. He does come across as very likable. Like, maybe because. Yeah. Maybe because Charismatic. He's, yeah, charismatic, and maybe because he does wear his flaws on his sleeve, you know, you know, like he he um he doesn't succeeded with Alex, the wit, uh, you know, and he's come back to her anyway. You can see him trying, like in this issue, yeah. <laughs> he goes head straight for the bedroom, and she goes, "Hang on, where are you going? No, you, yeah, you go on the couch, you know." Um, so yeah, there is a likability to him as well. I'm even looking at this again, Connor, and again talking about his um mastery of the ring uh this is actual actually this might be in issue 51 when, when he fights ohm in 51 this is the one a bit before he fights oh uh, yeah yeah and he cuts him open like he cuts open the armor yeah he, he does it with like a lot of precision, precision. Yeah, yeah yeah and he hasn't been a greenland for long so there are a lot of things just pointing towards something a little bit this guy's got a bit of an x factor about him because he's, he's good yeah, yeah i'm really looking forward to it because the whole thing i was doing a read for this run but also simultaneously with the superman run mm-hmm. um but the problem is superman run is like four i read four superman issues for one green lantern issue because there was four superman titles oh okay yeah and yeah. so i ended up taking a break because the superman run was like kind of driving me nuts sometimes because mm-hmm. it was all of it was just pretty mediocre. Um, but uh, I will be resuming this Green Lantern read-through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hopefully, yeah, I will find the answers to these questions. Because I'm really interested. Yeah. You know, uh, he seems pretty competent. And, yeah, like, he doesn't need to recharge the ring. He's immune to the effect of yellow. Um, and I know Kyle's a... I mean, I don't want to say a fan favourite Green Lantern because every Green Lantern is a fan favorite Green Lantern. It's like, especially Hal, John and Kyle, although Hal gets a lot of ribbing from people, but, oh, but OG, man. Oh, gee. He is. Yeah. Uh, but you know, um, so I'm just looking, I just, let's, let's talk about our purple friend, shall we? Okay. Um, well, actually, yeah, no, just, uh, well, before we get that, unless you have more thoughts to finish, sorry. Just a couple of other little things. Um, Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fine. It's just, uh, again, I'm just going through again, just fascinated by this, this character of Kyle Rainer. So again, he's flying, he's flying and he says, um, like Alex is saying, oh, geez, you're, you're flying pretty well. And he's saying, oh yeah, it must've come from the time when he imagined himself flying as a kid. Um, Mm. all he has to do is think about it. So he seems to be just a natural at doing all this. Very imaginative. Um, yeah, and the fact that he can, you know, whip up a a, a projection of Alex, you know, in basically oh, his fantasy, which is his fantasy of her, and she is yeah. not impressed. She no. gets pretty angry. Um, so again, it's pretty funny. I I, I do like the humor in this. Um, just the the cheekiness and a little bit of naivety. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so now we're up to. Yeah, it's a Actually, I'll, I'll continue Sorry. on your yeah. tangent. Sure, sure. I love, I love how the first thing he thinks of is like a sword and shield. Yeah, that was interesting. Like the sort of Saint George the Dragon sort yeah. of thing. I thought, yeah. I don't know. I just, I thought that was very endearing. Um, yeah, it is actually because it's, it's um, you can see where he's coming from because it's a very, yeah. very classic. Um, I'm a knight in shining armor. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. He just makes a big gun. <laughs> yeah, that's that cool. Yeah. And see, and yeah, see how complicated. Like he's made a gun that can actually fire. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. He's taken to it quick. And I guess I will talk about Green Lantern a bit because I suppose I, I really like Green Lantern. Um, I haven't read heaps of Green Lantern. I'm, I think I've mentioned before. I'm working my way through like a Green Lantern collection, mm-hmm. and every issue I read on that collection, I read a bunch of other issues as yeah. well. So I read like some Golden Age Green Lantern with Alan Scott, which didn't last, which wasn't good for that long, but it was a really cool uh, idea, mm-hmm. you know. And I love the inspiration for the character, how they saw like a railway worker at night with like a Green Lantern. And it was all creepy, and then they made mm. you know the hero the Green Lantern, and uh, it's yeah. really interesting how it's like kind of magic based in the Golden Age, and then it goes full on cosmic straight away. Green Lantern is going to like how Jordan is going to different dimensions and stuff, and then there was the crossover between the two. I don't know yeah. I really loved Green Lantern from what I've read so far. I love how Jordan mm. a lot. I love all of them; they're all great. Uh, John Stewart annoyed me a bit because he was like a oh, he was okay. I think it was the writer, but um. Yeah, no, I'm I'm big on Green Lantern, and I bought a uh, Neil Gaiman Green Lantern Superman crossover, oh, which uh, cool. I'm sure we'll cover at some point because I'm really interested. Apparently, it confused and angered a lot of people because it was so weird. Which oh. is, sounds exactly like my thing. So and exactly <laughs> like Gaiman as well. So, so um, yeah, they're like traveling through different dimensions or something, and I'm like, man, that's cool. You've got me. You yeah. sold me on that. Yeah, I, I put Green Lantern in the same ilk as The Flash. I, I do find both of those characters very appealing. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, they're just... Um, they're very distinct. Um, they're powerful. I mean, if you like if you like Cosmic Ray, yeah, Green Lantern's yeah. so up your alley. I know, I know, like, yeah. Well, I'm not like a huge, huge Cosmic fan, but like, yeah, I, I do appreciate... I, I do like the whole idea about Green Lantern, about the rings and stuff. Yeah. I wasn't too sold um, before about the whole Green Lantern core, but I guess that that's the whole basis, you know, of his mm. powers and, and his purpose. Um, I just liked I remember when I was young, just liking the fact that he had this ring that he can use his imagination to oh, yeah, like, it's whatever such he wants. A it's a really cool power set. Yeah, and, and as a youngster as well, it's very appealing. Um, yeah. I, I must say, I am very, uh, out of DC, I would, be, I would be interested in the Green Lantern still. Um, yeah, just about getting into, into there and... and Checking out the sure issues. he'll pop up in the future. Um, if you're ever reading uh, Death of Superman, yeah. then uh, you will be going on to Emerald Twilight. So what, uh, do you know currently what's happened to Hal Jordan currently? Uh, no, it, well, Grant Morrison's writing Green Lantern oh, is. right is now. That, is that Hal Jordan? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And apparently... Apparently it's good, uh, right? Oh, yeah, and apparently it's also gone off the rails, okay, <laughs> which cool. sounds great. Um I might want to I might want to pick that one up. That's Liam Sharp on art as well from memory. Yeah. Brilliant. And I've heard it will be confusing okay. if you're not super familiar with Silver Edge Green Lantern, but I have heard you can just read it anyway and okay. still enjoy it. I'll and the it, parts, yeah. if you don't know those characters, you can just be like, I'm sure that's a reference to something. Yeah. Um, it might be but I've spindle. heard nothing but good yeah. things about that run. Yeah. And, and do you know what's happened to Kyle Rayner currently now as well? No, I don't know what the current status on Kyle is. Yeah. I know he was a White Lantern at some point. I'm not sure if he still is or not. Oh, I've uh, got no idea what these colors. Because I'm I'm kind of reading through Green Lantern history mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Obviously, I started with the Golden Age, so I'm not I'm not quite up to date. Uh, is there a is there a black and gold Lantern? 
black and gold. Yeah, tigers. Oh, gosh. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's black lanterns, but they're like zombie things. So, oh, cool. Um, that was the whole Blackest Night event. Ah, that sounds uh, interesting, actually. I should. It's a lot to yeah, dip into in DC, isn't there? Jeff Johns did a real revival. Um, he brought Hal Jordan back and did like a bunch of world building for Green Lantern stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, any Green Lantern fans, feel free to enlighten us because obviously we're pretty curious. So, if I add, uh, this is uh, this is burning well, isn't this kind of like you know? I jumped on board Last Sons of Krypton to, to get a sense of Superman to go on a journey. I'm now finding interest in the Spectre, Green Lantern, mm. Shazam. I, I find pretty cool. Superman's um, a hell of a gateway drug. <laughs> yeah. But I've just got to go... I've actually just got to make the effort now to go and get, get this. Yeah. Well, I've got the Swamp Thing stuff, so I'm going to check yeah. that out. Yeah. Um, so, Mongol... Oh, uh, always have to ruin the conversation. No, no, we, we love Mongol. Of course we I do. I mean, he's just... He's really not that... Like, he's powerful. I mean, he takes out Kyle, like, straight away. Um, that being said, Kyle's not exactly experienced, but... Yeah. Um, before we get into that, though, 51... So he, we see he's a bit vicious, isn't he, in the... Um, whatever... What is it? The raft or something? Like the power... What is it? It's a, the... Oh, yeah. The slab. always the slab. pretty vicious. Yeah, he just kills people. So he kills everyone willy-nilly. He kills another prison person. The Kund? Yeah, he doesn't like the Kund, so he just kills that dude. Oh, yeah. oh, that's pretty... That's pretty dastardly. <laughs> the Kund are jacks. Screw the Kund. Oh, yeah intergalactic warmongers um okay well he but uh but he kills oh, yeah. he, he kills a guy with the the jetpack yeah so he's a pretty mean bugger yeah uh, mongol but he, yeah and then he fights um let's jump into it. he fights kyle kyle is not really a fight <laughs> he stomps on him uh and he punches him kyle puts up a little bit he's got again he's got a bit of the um the night happening <laughs> he's put up yeah. a shield and I don't know what that thing is. It's got like a like a lance or a sword. Uh, it doesn't matter. How come it breaks? Isn't it? How can how can Mongol break that energy thing? Well, because it's all about like the will. will. It's will. pretty hard to. But isn't Kyle almost? He's just he's brimming with confidence and stuff. Yeah, but he's getting attacked by a giant. And like I mean, it takes more will to stop a superpowered punch, and it does a normal mm. punch. You know. Okay. And this is not only a super-powered punch, it's a Mongol punch as well. Yeah. yeah. While Mongol's not as powerful as he was in pre-crisis, he's still powerful. Yeah, um, Yes. Yeah. true. And so, yeah, he doesn't do much, you're right. He doesn't do much rather than just, um, you know, just he keeps on just whacking, whacking Kyle. Yeah. He hasn't got to the point where he um, threatens Alex yet, but... Um, yeah, it pretty much ends with Alex over Kyle's beaten body and Mongol, yeah. Mongol about to go in for the kill. Kyle looks like he's slowly getting up, but it doesn't look like it's going to be quick enough. Yeah, he's a bit... Yeah. His, his uh, face thing is a bit weird, I find. It's, it's a cool look. I don't know how... It, practicality-wise, I don't know how it works. It seems to have flattened his nose. But, I think it's supposed to be like a disguise thing. Um Oh yeah, no, of, of course. Um, but just, it's a cool look. It just—I've never okay. seen a mask like that before. That's all. Yeah, no, it's different. It's, it's not different. just the it's very uh, different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I guess I'll 
we'll rate this issue because I don't know. Like the the rest to talk about is like in the next issue, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so I'll give this uh, seven Green Lanterns out of ten because it was just very fun to read. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I'll give it about a seven. Um, you know, just working off what I gave Batman and Superman number one. Uh, it's just it is fun. That is, I mean, you, you take away. It's not gonna. It's not really gonna last in my memory. That other than, you know, this is my introduction to Kyle Rayner. Um, yeah. Other than and Mongol, he's not really used that much here really he's just a big oaf no he just pops up and like kicks him in the head (laughs) yeah yeah and is mongol kind of is he well known amongst dc fan i guess he would be wouldn't he like is this like did they use is this like um, i guess what i'm saying is did they use him to try and is it just like a name drop well it all turns into why mongol's going after him so we should probably get into that next issue yeah yeah I was going to get into it the previous issue, but I feel like it would be more appropriate when Superman showed up to get into it. So Right. Yeah, because Mongol's there for like a specific reason. Okay, I've read 53, and I'm just trying to find out. I'm just trying to remember why. But anyway, we can go through that. Yeah. All right. Um, shall I, shall I uh, get into issue 53? Yep. Go ahead. All right. Well, with his life at the mercy of the relentless Mongol, Kyle Rayner, the new Green Lantern, is fortuitously saved from death by an intervening and very mullety Superman. With now both of them opposing the crazed Mongol, a colourful battle ensues, which includes Kyle manifesting various complex objects from his ring, such as gauntlets, guns and lawnmowers, much to the surprise of Superman. The Man of Steel is unfamiliar with this new iteration of the Green Lantern, but nevertheless, he aids Kyle as Mongol retaliates again and again. Surprisingly, the colour yellow does not seem to hinder the Green Lantern in the slightest, and it's Kyle's unabashed confidence which finally defeats Mongol. Throwing all caution to the wind, Kyle manifests a speeding train to run into Mongol and render him unconscious. Superman thanks Kyle and flies away with Mongol, taking him to an incarceration far, far away. Meanwhile, a shady figure by the name of Mr. Deacon cuts deals with another mysterious figure as they discuss the matter of an unknown green alloy, possibly extraterrestrial in nature. The colourful foe is major force, and all leads point towards Kyle's girlfriend, Alex DeWitt. It appears major force is now after the green ring, and he'll remove any appendage necessary to get it. So, yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, so, yeah, I'll just say, actually, if you want to get into Green Lantern, I yep. mean, I would suggest just continue to read Carl's run. Cause yeah, I've got it. I'm, I mean, you've read I'm, the start of it, so... Yeah, I've got this uh, trade. I might as well just read through it. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, yeah, so the whole thing, Mongol's going after Green Lantern because he's after Hal Jordan. Because uh, oh, yeah, Hal he Jordan beat yeah, him he, up. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, you're right. Because Mongol blew up Hal Jordan's home city. <laughs> so yeah, uh, this, this is all stuff that happens in Ret- Reign of the Superman. Right. So the final part of Death of Superman, because um, Mongol's in that quite a bit, and uh, Hal oh. Jordan ends up featuring in it as well. And Hal Jordan actually defeats Mongol one on one. Okay. Uh, which does show that Mongol is depowered from his previous version. Mm. No, Hal's no pushover though. But uh, yeah, that's yeah. right. And Superman makes a quip here um, or comment to Kyle that 
I don't think Mongol realizes you're not the Green Lantern, you know. Yeah, and, and I think it's like oh, Mongol. I don't think Mongol cares. So yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. There was if mention. Mongol went after Hal right now. Hal would turn him into paste because <laughs> Hal really? at this point is very well. Hal's got like he walked into like the energy core battery or whatever, and he has like super Green super super steroid Green Lantern powers. Oh wow, so, cool. Like um, yeah, he's currently running around being villainous uh, oh, in space becomes, somewhere. He becomes a villain. Oh, it's Fall from Grace, Emerald Twilight. Yeah, uh, he oh. full on becomes a villain. Um, really good story. Okay, I should uh, read it. Yeah. Um, you have it in the tray, but yep. I would probably like read. Uh, I'll read it after whenever you read like Reign of the Supermen. Okay. Because that's where it all starts. Um, oh, okay. I've got more more breadcrumbs. I can probably get the Reign of Superman. Go read through that. Yeah, Death and Return of Superman. It's pretty easy to come by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so yeah, death of Superman, what without Superman, then reign of the Superman. Yeah, uh, but uh, yes, so so look, I mean, similar to issue fifty two, again, and I don't mind it. There's it's a huge slugfest. I I love these big fights. Um, so this issue, there's not much to it. There are little bits and pieces, as you say, Connor. That Mongol talks about why he's after the Green Lantern. Um, you know, the main star of this issue, let's face it, is the mullet of Superman. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's almost, it's like Billy Ray Cyrus in red and blue. Seriously. It's, uh, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't work. <laughs> it just doesn't like even taking like guys, even taking into the context of the time, like mullet Superman just does not work. Th- this yeah, is but... the real Superman, right? Yes. Okay. He's just yeah. having a bad hair day. Excellent. Yeah. When, when he comes back, he has a mullet and he just keeps it for a while. <laughs> so why not jeez yeah i guess they want to yeah, i don't know in the 90s man make everything new and interesting uh, man, terrible but uh you know the whole issue is just a punch-up really it is a punch-up and it's a bit of fun yeah um did you enjoy it like do you like a lot of these extended fight scenes i enjoyed it but i feel like i mean comics were cheaper back then mm. oh yes um yes. if i paid if I paid full price for this comic today, like if it came out today, I would be disappointed because it would take me so it would not take me long to read. But considering the prices back then, you know, yeah, I can I can see uh, that I can I can back that as well. I'd say. Mongol's just not threatening to me though. He isn't. Uh, he isn't. He just he just punchy punchy punchy. Because we've seen a much more powerful Mongol mm. for one, and yeah. number two, he just. Like, Superman could easily take him by himself here. <laughs> like, Cole doesn't really need to be there for Superman yeah. to take him out. Um, and I'm surprised it's taken Superman this long to actually... Well, that that's what surprised me as well, because this Mongol's been defeated by, like, a Superman that's not been at full capacity. Mm. You know, quite yeah. a bit far away. He's been defeated by Hal Jordan as well. Yeah. Um, that was that was a bit of flug, a slugfest, so it was a cool fight. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think though I'm just trying to work this out. This issue, obviously, a bit of a fight. Have Superman in there. The main thrust for this is to showcase Kyle as Green Lantern, isn't it? I yeah. mean, just to show him and all these different constructs. Because you get, I, I like these things. You get like a lawnmower. You get, you get a motorbike at the beginning. You get a yeah. He's doing all these sorts of stuff, and um, so you really do see him in in his element. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. The- yeah. It, it's you know um 
you know how like in when new Marvel characters pop up, Spider Man will always show up at some point. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, because yeah, but he's he's a uh, like the link that the reader Yeah, has. like this, this is like yeah. it's like a rite of passage that a lot of Marvel heroes back in the day went through as Spider Man will show up in their comics kind of legitimize them and like, yeah, yeah. hey, you're a superhero like me. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of similar here except Superman's presence is a lot more relevant to the story. Like he has a reason to be there that's not just Oh, there's a new DC hero. Let's put him one of the A-listers. No. Well, he's intrinsically uh, linked to Mongol, isn't he? So he's linked to Green Lantern, the story of Green Lantern right now, and he's also linked to Mongol. So oh, he's linked to the story of sorry, the Green Lantern. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole how Jordan City blowing up that happened during Reign of the Superman, and Superman's wondering where Hal Jordan is. Oh, okay, yeah, because no one's seen him for yeah. a while. So I was like, right, where is this yeah, guy? Okay, so it does get yeah, yeah, right, yep, it connects. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yes, and uh, it, it will eventually be followed up. The whole culmination of uh, Hal Jordan and all the DC heroes is, I believe, in uh, Crisis in Zero Hour, Crisis in Time, I think. And that's what I'm kind of reading up to right now with okay. Superman and Green Lantern. So mm-hmm. I thought that's a really good story. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean... The train's cool, mm. but man, Mongol gets taken out by a train. Like, I know, I know. <laughs> really? I mean, surely this that's, guy, that's beneath him, surely. This guy bent entire worlds to his, like, yeah. knees, you know? Uh, and if he's, if he's sustaining punches from Superman, I'm sure being hit by a train is at least just akin to that. Y- yeah. You know, it's, how is that any, any more than getting hit by Superman? Like, um, this whole era of mongol is disappointing yeah. i don't like it i don't like what they did with him they turned him into a wimp to be honest uh petition.org we should start something save, <laughs> save mongol change what is it change petition or something no whatever change.org change change yeah. let's do it and in addition to that at least like his introduction in post crisis was good it happens in superman exile like that was a good introduction yeah. but in this he's just like i mean they're fighting on a beach like a sunny beach you know what i mean mm. like the setting is even you know it's not some they're not fighting in space they're not fighting in the fortress of solitude they're not fighting in some war machine they're just fighting on a beach in la like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're just kicking the crap out of him um conveniently they're the only ones there so for mongol fans this sucks but <laughs> mm. no, you know um, yeah which is a shame because mongol is a threatening villain and it is a shame to see him sort of brought down like this it's unfair uh it's kind of like it's kind of like your favorite boxer gets knocked out from a lucky punch and their, yeah. their record is tarnished same like with mongol this yeah it's, in the it's such an embarrassing yeah. like yeah. <laughs> such an embarrassing display he has here yeah um but uh Whatever. It's not. It's not about him. It's about Kyle. It is. Yeah, it's about Kyle. And, and showcase what he can do. He's a big enough you guy. Know, they, yeah, Mongol's big enough to take on Superman and Kyle. And yeah, it's all about Kyle, isn't it? So. Yeah, and even that, like as I said, Kyle's like I'm legitimate now. It took on like a real supervillain. Mm, yeah, <laughs> he, he's aware of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, and he's like, I got to meet Superman, and uh, yeah, you know, love their reactions when he shows up. But it's just kind of, oof. <laughs> but. Uh, uh, I did. I, sorry. Oh no, you go. Oh no, I was about. I was just about to go into art. I was saying, um, what are your thoughts on the art? I thought Kyle 
Um, I thought the art was okay. Um, if anything, I think Kyle come off the best looking. Um, mainly because he I, does. I think he's got the darker uniform, and I don't know. It just the artist seems to really um, gravitate towards it. Superman, unfortunately, and maybe it's because of the mullet, um, just doesn't look that good in some of the in a lot of these shots. I think it's the mullet man because this is like house style Superman at the time, right? Yeah, it's got to be the mullet it, and the extra neck. There's some bits where he's look like he's got a, a huge forehead. Other bits look like he's got a really long neck. Uh, the perks of being resurrected, I guess. You're constantly shifting. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, this this issue just had the one pencil. The previous had three, but that's weird because the previous mm. issue felt a lot more consistent art wise for me. Oh, really? Okay. Actually, I I, I didn't realise there were three, but I did pick up that there was an inconsistency last issue. But that obviously explains it. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't realise. I wasn't really looking, though, so... Mm. Oh, question also here, Connor. Mm. Uh, okay, as Superman flies away with Mongol, the unconscious Mongol, big oaf... Yeah, absolutely humiliated. Bloody idiot. <laughs> uh, he gets flown away. There's an next panel there. What is that reference to? Is that like a little robot or something? I think that's going to be Mongol's prison. Oh, okay. It looks so small. It looks tiny. I think it's a huge room. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because it didn't look small to me. I got the impression that it was like a big thing that was going to oh. hold Mongol. Um, okay, I thought it was like a... I had no idea what it was. I thought it was something to do with what that box text was. There won't be any chance of getting... Yeah, okay. I thought it was like a little robot, a little sentry. Like a little Dexter no. robot. Okay. No, I don't think it's that. No, no, your, your explanation makes 100% um, sense. Oh, also, we need to talk about... I forgot about this last issue. Mongol has to steal a jetpack, really. Like the dude just can't fly on his own or jump or something. He has to steal a human jetpack. It looks yeah, so... Yeah, can he, can he fly? No, no, obviously he can't because, and it's like at least have him jump or something because him with his mm. comically small jetpack flying around, just <laughs> yeah. like, come yeah. on, this is humiliating for Mongol. Like this, these it two is. stories, he does not come off good. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. Um, other than I do appreciate the artist um, depicting him at that particular scale that he has, nice big, yeah, oafish oaf that he is. Um, but yeah. Everything else is just a bit of a disappointment. How do you go from the Black Mercy to this? <laughs> like, uh, the Titanic know. battle and the Fortress of Solitude yeah. that shook the world, and then you have this embarrassing display where he gets knocked out on a beach, on like a it's beach. a stage in Tekken or something. Like <laughs> By a, fa- a fake train, yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. Um, I really do hope Mongol does pick up his game in the future uh after what is this 1994 um 90, 94 onwards i think so yeah I'm hoping he does uh... i hope so too i have no idea to be quite honest i haven't seen much mongol he popped up in uh the bendis run oh okay i think you read that it was only for like one issue he just went to fight mongol that was it the bendis run yeah oh okay you mean the current bendis run yeah, yeah, Mongol popped up in Superman's like, I need something Jeez. to punch, and then he sees Mongol trashing his fortress, and he's like, perfect, and they have <laughs> punch out. Uh, he needs a win. Mongol needs a win. He needs, as I said, like, Mongol's underrated, because whenever he's there, you know there'll be a good punch-up. Um, yeah. You know, you need bring him back to his glory days. I know, give him more than just his fists. He's, he's more to it than that. He had Superman's friends in a little bubble. Yeah. He had a floating yeah, he head. A... Yeah, it was this weird space <laughs> alien with space technology and yeah. stuff. And 
Yeah, you know, there's he, weird. What was it? What was the name of the plant he gave Superman? He, you know, he he follows Christmas traditions, and he's still. Uh, he was also like sadistic. Like he mm, yeah. didn't just punch; he gave Superman that plant yeah. to make him relive. Like, exactly. You know, he's... <sighs> not just a oh, big, well. not just a big gorilla. Anyway, it's a big purple grapefruit thing. Um. <laughs> but I mean, look what what came out of this was we, we get a good, you know, around this time. I'm saying '94. Get yeah. a good, get a good character. Get a new character of Kyle Rayner. Yeah. Fresh take on the Green Lantern. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who's popular to this day. And yeah. It, it's well, also a new take as well. So, uh, also, fun fact, uh, Superman the Animated Series had one episode Ooh. which featured the Green Lantern, and it was a Carl Rayner origin story. Ooh. Oh, so, have you seen it? Was it similar to this origin that we've just read? No. Okay. But he was still an artist. Okay. Yeah. Well... Uh, God, no, he's a graphic designer in this, isn't he? Well, he was an artist. Yeah. Or maybe... No, he's a freelance artist. Yeah, graphic he was doing... He was same doing, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was doing cards um, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, same thing in the animated series. And okay. they team up. And it's fun little episode. Cool. There's also an episode with The Flash. Just one episode. But, you know, it's uh, it's interesting that it's Kyle and not, not anyone Kyle else. Or, but, uh, yeah. John Stewart, yeah. Because in the Justice League cartoon, it was John Stewart, and that's like a sequel to the Superman series. So, as, as John Stewart, is he the guy with the bowl cut? Oh. No, he's a black guy. Okay, who's the guy with the the really? Oh, the that's big Guy ass? Gardner. Oh, Guy Gardner. He's uh, yeah. Do people like him? He's meant to be a bit of a douche. He's pretty popular. Yeah, okay. Uh, but a lot of people hate him. Yeah, I don't like him. Yeah. I think he's he's a jerk. Um, yeah, okay. I'm not. I'm not big on Guy Gardner, but nah. he is very popular, is popular, especially among the more, like, Punisher crowds or extreme oh, crowds, really? I guess. Okay. Uh, Does he take it to the streets? Because he was extreme, man, in the oh. 90s. He was like, <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, was he Was he created in the 90s, like Kyle? Uh, no, but oh. he was revamped okay. in, like, the 80s right. to be a jerk. Because he was kind of normal before that, oh. um, but then he got revamped to be, you know. To be fair, he didn't really have a personality before. Yeah, that. how do we make him interesting? So, Let's make him a jerk. Yeah, huh. um, but like he has his moments though. There, I read uh, Cursed Comics Cavalcade, which is like the DC horror special that came out last year. Ooh, uh-huh. it's October's coming up. There'll be another one coming out soon. That's Ooh, exciting. We can do another uh, Halloween special. Yeah, no, that'd be good. Um, and the Green Lantern story and that horror anthology was uh guy gardner okay um and he was pretty cool on that so cool yeah and the superman story was actually about sleep paralysis which i didn't expect but oh yeah relevant to some people today yeah no that would be terrifying to have Mm. sleep paralysis (laughs) yeah absolutely i saw a documentary about oh yeah diagnosis it was on netflix there are a lot of, yeah, anyway, a lot of strange things that mm. people can't really explain as yet, you know, medicine and science. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, I was just um, thinking, sorry, I was just thinking, because back in the old days, they always thought that that was, they linked that to alien abductions. Oh, really? Yeah, because when people have sleep paralysis, uh, they, have, they recall not being able to move and, you know, they probably have dreams oh, and stuff around the same time. But okay. it, it's that, it's that phenomenon. Where, yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Which at the end, it is a real thing. So yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about in this issue? Um, maybe a question. I don't. I don't know how much you would probably know about Alex Alexandra Dewitt. Oh, her. Yeah. She, she seems pretty cool. Um, yeah. Photographer. Um, you know, is she is she around these days still? Uh, no. Okay. Right. Oh, so she doesn't she doesn't survive. Oh, you assume she dies? That's pretty pessimistic of you. <laughs> Everyone oh. listening to this is laughing right now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, there's uh, actually one of the stories of my collection is Kyle meets like an alternate universe version of her where she's Green Lantern and he's not. Oh, cool. Which is, uh, um, yeah. But no, she's not around today. Why, are they, why is everyone laughing? So did she, did she die? Oh, you I mean, look, finish the trade and you'll find out. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Oh, of course. I mean, well, so, oh, yeah. Another... I mean, remember, remember Hal's girlfriend turned out to be an on and off supervillain, so. Oh, I don't even know who Hal's girlfriend is. Carol Danvers. No, not Danvers. Carol <laughs> Ferris. <laughs> Carol Ferris. Look, we all know Captain Marvel got a lot from Green Lantern, so. <laughs> Um, I'm just interested in Major Force as well. He seems like a pretty cool, funny, cosmic-y. Nice. Is, he, is he cosmic-y? What, what's his deal? What's his... So, do you know Captain Adam? Uh, yes, kind of. He's yeah. like Captain Adam's, uh, one of his villains. Okay. To do with atoms then, I guess. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not exactly... I know Captain Adam. I'm not exactly sure what Major Force's powers are, but I assume... Very colourful. There's still a lot of Captain Adams. He doesn't seem as powerful as Captain Adam, though. Castle Adam is like survived a, a a point blank shot to the face, didn't he? So to the head, yeah, it's pretty pretty good. My and Major Force is a huge sadistic jerk. Is he? Okay, <laughs> he's like saber tooth level of oh, bad. Okay. I think. Okay. Oh, maybe not that bad, but he's like in that sort of ballpark. You okay. know what I mean? Right. It's hard to get saber tooth level of bad because that guy is extreme. That but... guy is pretty. Yeah, he's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, no, okay, major force. I just want to know what what so he's is something to do with atoms. He's quite powerful, then I'm imagining. Yeah, not not Captain Adam level because like I Captain don't know Adam, what what can uh, what does Captain what does he do? I so don't you know Doctor Manhattan. Oh uh, yeah, he's very powerful. I mean, Captain Adam's not as powerful as Doctor Manhattan, but that's who Doctor Manhattan was originally going to be. But DC wouldn't let Alan Moore use pre-existing characters. Oh shit! So that's pretty big. Yeah, and like you know, Rorschach is the question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Night Owl's Blue Beetle. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, no. oh, okay. Right, right. I didn't know any of that. But okay, okay. So pretty, pretty big hitter. But yeah, let's see. I'll just look at his, just look at his Wikipedia. Uh, he's covered with the same dealer still alien alloy that covers Captain Adam. As a result, he can also access the quantum field and uses energies for a variety of powers. Unlike Adam, however, his abilities stem from a different spectrum of the field, granting him different powers. Okay. okay. So, um, yeah, he's pretty powerful, but, I mean, he just doesn't seem as powerful as Captain Adam. Okay. Uh, but maybe he is. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like a, I'm not an expert on this guy, but I, he yeah. has popped up like a fair few times and stuff I've read. He looks a bit and goofy, he's... I must say. He's a bit goofy looking. Even for the nineties, yeah. it's pretty goofy looking. Oh, I wouldn't know about that. The nineties got pretty goofy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it's quite garish to to be that colourful. 
The nineties yeah. was all about muted colours, about you know gritty, trying to bring it down to you know grassroots or you know street yeah. street level. Pouches. Yeah, pouches, ponytails, trench coats. All those are your trifectas. Butter, 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 butter of guns. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so to have someone in uh, what that crimson, pink, and yellow, pretty. Pretty, um, I mean, everyone's pretty. I guess Kyle's outfit. No, that's, that's pretty not, cool. It's, it's, it's again, it's it's like black. It's white, not even and green. muted though, because it's not like, muted, but it's all Green Lantern outfits had black on them. So yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, he's not new. You mean? Yeah. No, no. Um, but nice uh, kind of. I like his kind of gauntlets and his mask. Makes it. Look, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's cool. Um, uh, after I finish my reread of Morrison's Action Comics, I'll be continuing this run. Uh, I'm thinking I should start reading the Morrison's current Green Lantern. That'll be pretty cool. Oh, mm. I'll finish the rest of this Kyle Rayner. I've got volume one. Um, yeah. Yeah. What issue does it end? Uh, one. Let me have a look. Uh, go, go, go. Oh, there's a kind of Silver Surfer looking guy. Uh, oh, this looks crazy. <laughs> a lot of craziness. There's a big, it's like, he looks like Silver Surfer. That's awesome. Uh, hang on, I'm just I've got to go backwards. He's oh, it finishes on the New Titans number one one seven by Marv Wolferman. Or what Green Lantern issue does it finish on? Oh, okay, yeah, I have to go back. I just I've got a digital copy, so I've just got to flick through. So you'll have Alan Scott showing up, I'm pretty sure, which is the Golden Age Green Lantern. Okay, sorry, that's another New Titans. Who who was turning up? Did you say Alan Scott? Yeah, Golden Age Green Lantern. Who has a? Ooh. Oh, there was one before Hal. Uh, 50 yeah. se- 57 is the last one. Okay. Yeah. So it collects a decent chunk. Mm, Forty was it? Forty eight to fifty seven plus two New Titans issues. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty. pretty yeah, the whole thing with Alan Scott was kind of confusing because he's still the Golden Age Green Lantern. Like he was around in the forties. In this continuity, but he got like trapped in some sort of time thing, right. <laughs> and now he's running around in the present day. Oh. But uh, yeah, with, he got trapped in a time thing with the rest of the original Justice Society of America. You know, with Sandman, all that stuff. Yeah, um, you'll find out. Yeah, you go. Uh... Lots of crazy things. Um, yeah, cool issue though. Cool issue. Uh, yeah, very fun. Um. I mean, apart from what we just said about Mongol and stuff, it was still enjoyable. I mean, yeah. we are how Mongol many, fans. Sorry. How many unconscious Mongols <laughs> we give it? <laughs> how many friggin' yeah. Um, I would give it... Oh, I, I enjoy... It's pretty much the same middle of the road as... Um, not middle of the road, but the same as the previous one. I'd, I'd say about seven. Uh, oh, maybe six and a half, I'd say. Um, yeah, I do love the the action scenes and stuff, but it was all just action, wasn't it? And yeah. Mongol not really putting up a fight. Um, yeah, uh, but it was good to see all these new things from Kyle Rayner. So it was still still an exciting an issue. Yeah, six. <laughs> same for you, six and a half. Uh, sorry, I, uh, yeah, I completely agree with everything you just said. So excellent, excellent. Yeah. So you you produced a bit of green yourself there, Connor. <laughs> mm, yes, a green, layer, a bit of a green, yeah. 
Yeah. You, you manifest crying into my private life <laughs> while we're on air. <laughs> you manifested some green complex objects yourself. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. Six and a half from you as well. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. A big thank you again to Phil. Phil me in Perich. Uh, shout out to you, my good sir from Capes and Lunatics. Uh, they were good reads. Um, and, and nothing to take away from what you recommended last time with one of your favourite characters, Nightwing. Um, but yeah, kind of. I think you know we spoke off air. I think I enjoyed these two more so than the uh, the other ones prior. Yeah, I'd say these are the best ones so far. Maybe, um, yeah, I can't remember when the other ones were written, but maybe because we're getting into around the mid nineties now, um, things are. Kind of... I think the Nightwing ones were written later. Later, okay. I think so. Judging by the art style of the Nightwing ones, um, the okay. the Batman Superman one was before this, quite a bit before this. Well, like by quite a bit, I mean two years. But okay. it feels yeah. like quite a bit because of the amount of bloody issues mm. Superman has. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there you go. Um, so the other one was when I guess the nineties started to spiral. <laughs> No, but these are very enjoyable. Thank you, Phil. Uh, yeah, look, yeah, actually looking forward to hearing your thoughts on it as well, Phil. So I might hit you up. Yeah, no, feel free message. to send us yeah. feedback for these issues that you chose. Uh, and if you read Batman Superman 1, feel free to send mm. feedback for that too. Yeah, uh, yes. Batman actually, Who might, was dastardly. Look, I might as well give a shout-out as well. No, because they, they, they actually reviewed Batman Superman 1 with, okay. with Tyler. Uh, it was before the bat, which is a capes and lunatic sidekick oh, show, right. uh, and that's where. Oh I, yeah, I remember yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, and I sent some feedback in there as well. Um, cool. So same, same mark, seven and a half. But yeah, they enjoyed it. I think they very much enjoyed yeah. it as well. Yeah, it's, it's an enjoyable issue. Mm. Uh, what's all three issues were enjoyable, and none of them were like, you know, making me contemplate uh, what doth life or what doth Mongol. Um, <laughs> You know, or what doth Frank Miller have planned next? <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I guess what? So next time will be if Year One 3 doesn't come out first, which I'm pretty sure it won't, mm. uh, next issue will be DC Comics Presents 85, Superman Swamp Thing, at least we oh, hope. Yes. We're trying to get some guests on for that. Yes. Uh, and if they aren't available for a few weeks, we'll go to our next scheduled Yes. thing we're chockers uh, aren't we kind of chock a block yeah. yeah i actually think kingdom comes next on the list is it that. yeah because we got more requests but uh we should um like they got sent after our plans so ah, okay yeah yeah, yeah. let's let's work uh, first in yeah yeah first come first serve oh kingdom come next hey eh? well i better get to i've got a copy of it better get to reading it huh yeah um but swamp thing next unless mm. Uh, but then after that will be Kingdom Come. So uh, Kingdom Come will have much in-depth discussion, wonderful things, uh, will be much fun. And as will Superman Swamp Thing. That will be very fun as well. Yes, another listener request from that. So I think, as I mentioned before, from uh, Noel, uh, one of our listeners uh, has requested that. I'm looking forward to that, and Connor might might do a bit of back, you know, back reading. Yeah. Of, uh, of Swamp Alamore. Thing, yeah. yeah. And uh, down the road, past all that, we have uh, two more requests from Noel. 
uh, Superman for the man who has everything, mm. which hasn't really been mentioned on this podcast before. But yeah. uh, and then we have Superman. Whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow? For that, for that first one, kind of going to crack open your slab. No, <laughs> uh, I do want to cover Superman's return to Krypton before for the man who has, every, for the man who has everything though, because it's kind of like a spiritual sequel to it. A sequel uh, to it? Shouldn't we do it after then? Or no, no, no. Uh, Prequel. So the man who has everything is kind of like a spiritual sort. Of, oh, that is that. Okay. It takes yeah, a lot sure. of elements. It's a story from the fifties. Sure. So it's much more dated and stuff, but uh, right. right. For the man who has everything, uses a lot of elements from that story. So I think it'd be neat to cover that. First, um, okay, yeah. Plus, we haven't covered a story from the fifties in a while. Uh, ever since what Brainiac's first appearance, yes, which was in the fifties with his uh, monkey assistant and Superman jumping out of the shuttle in space with a space suit. Because <laughs> Grandma Wallace is like, "Where's Clark? Oh, poor thing. He took the last space suit because he's so afraid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just flying off in the jetpack." Uh, <laughs> Good times. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that's like the future plan. Mm-hmm. So uh, lots of lots of really great stuff, lots to talk about. Um, yeah, it'll, it'll be good. Yeah. Got, uh, got a few big ones coming up. So, yeah, until next time, uh, you know, <laughs> in brightest day and black and night. Uh, in brightest day and blackest night. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, mental blank on the rest of the mantra, but you get where I'm going with uh, <laughs> what I'm going for with this. Again, I have deteriorated due to my lack of sleep. So, uh, yeah, just don't go stealing jetpacks, which are vastly undersized for your frame. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, pick your favorite Greenland and Earth and recite that. Yes. Mm hmm. All right. Alright. See ya. Whoosh. Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC. Any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders. We are doing this for fun and not making money off it, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at lskpodcast at gmail.com and find us on our Libsyn, lskpodcast.libsyn.com. At Twitter, at LSK Podcast, our Facebook page, Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. And last but not least, thank you everyone for listening.